Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman. She is a doctor of journalism. Take what she says seriously. Tim Lynch is not with us today. Uh, He had something blow up at work, not literally, but figuratively. And so he is trapped in Zoom land, unable to join us today, or he's lying. One of the two. He's not that trustworthy. I think he's probably lying. So it's a duo. How are you doing, Lori? I'm doing well. Are you at the beach? I was. It sounds I, tough. I left the beach just to come do this pod with you. And Tim, Tim is doing OnlyFans right now and cannot join us. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, without the glue that holds the show together, uh, Lori and I are going to persist and get to what everybody is talking about. Draft is just a couple weeks away. We gotta, we gotta talk quarterbacks, Lori. Are you, are you ready to talk some quarterbacks? Let's talk quarterbacks because it's not like we've haven't been talking about him for three months already. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just, we'll just go through the list here. Sam Darnold uh, was just traded to the Carolina Panthers, which is awesome because that means now Carolina has kind of taken their name out of the uh, draft order for a quarterback, which helps the Denver Broncos uh, to some degree if they want that fourth quarterback to be taken. It's like, oh, is it going to be Mac Jones that the Jets are going to take? We don't know. The 49ers, we, uh, everyone's all confused with, you know, who's going to take who and all that. And um, so there is that fourth slot that the, the, the Broncos could angle for. They could trade with uh, Atlanta. Uh, apparently they are taking calls on, uh, on moving back. And, and a lot of people say, it's like, is it going to be Denver or New England that, that, that makes that move to number four to get Maybe Justin Fields or Mac Jones. It's tough because I hate to trade up and then think we could have probably gotten Fields even at nine. 49ers take Mac Jones. And Atlanta, they're kind of the wild card. Even if they go quarterback, they've been talking about going with Lance. And then after that, the next four teams aren't really likely to go quarterback. So in theory, Justin Fields would be there for us. I'd love to stay at nine and still get Justin Fields. Unless the Patriots jump us. Bastards. And they would probably do that. Right. Well, They were so active in free agency. You know, they've got a taste of infamy. They could do it. I mean, they're, they're, they're being so unpatriots like it could be, it could be a thing. So now that they don't have, you know, a quarterback, they're like, oh, that's, that's what all these other teams have had to do these last couple of years. I know the, 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 the warning lights are flashing and they right. look up and, and Cam Newton's flying the plane poorly. I don't really want to move up. I don't, I took a little heat in an article I wrote by calling Justin Fields the fourth best quarterback. They're like, well, you know, it's, it, you shouldn't rank them like that. Even though the draft is inherently a, like a, a default ranking system, which we have used since the dawn of the NFL. Like, how dare you say that? (laughs) Beyond Trevor Lawrence, all the rest of the quarterbacks, it's really a crapshoot as to how well they'll do in the NFL. And I would even argue that for Trevor Lawrence, too. I know everybody thinks, you know, he's far and away better than all the rest, and he's going to 
have this seamless transition to the NFL. I've given up on thinking that with college quarterback, even the best ones, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. This was the best one. This is the most NFL ready. You know, this one came from the most pro ready offense and none of them have done that great. A lot of that can be attributed to their system, their scheme, their coach, whatever. It also has a lot to do with, they just have a tough time dealing with NFL defenses that, because they didn't deal with any of that. And so even looking at Trevor Lawrence played whatever teams or Justin Fields played better competition, he still has receivers generally so far wide open that he only has to go to his first read. So, you know, the knock on some of these guys is they go to their first read, they can't process the truth is we just don't know because they don't really ever have to be challenged that way. Basically, they're all pretty good. We're all hoping that they do well. And you just have to hope that your scheme and the players around you and the coaches you have can all make that new guy come in and be successful. All four can't go to the Hall of Fame. Someone will get the Josh Allen of the group. I don't know. I Honestly, I wrote an article uh, for milehighreport.com. Perhaps you've heard of it. It may be time to come to terms with the fact that uh, Drew Locke might be under center next year. Like it, That is increasingly looking like a possibility. I know there was talk about acquiring Teddy Bridgewater now that uh, Sam Darnold is on the move. Teddy Bridgewater, that much of a upgrade? Like, Do you really want to bring Teddy Bridgewater in to compete with Drew Locke where you have this, this whole competition nightmare thing that's been playing out over the last five years this doesn't help anybody if drew lock is going to be the guy let him be the guy we're not going to the super bowl uh, with teddy bridgewater okay like that's not going to happen I, I would love for that to be the case but i do know one person who is not going to come to denver are you, are you ready for this i'm going to blind sign you with this uh Rory. yeah deshaun watson is probably not coming to denver because <laughs> uh just been a slow trickle a slow painful trickle of doom uh around him have you ever seen someone go from the highest of highs with trade value to basically having no value at all it all depends how this trial comes out or i assume there'll be a trial now that there's a criminal lawsuit couple i think they're starting to come forward and it's just going to be the slow trickle of like you know, every three days, a new suit, a new complaint gets filed with the police, and it's just going to constantly be floating in the news to the point where no team is going to want to deal with any of this. It's still all alleged, and I think we really have to be careful about, you know, assuming he won't be playing football and he won't be playing at the Broncos. He's guilty. Stop it. <laughs> the whole situation does not look good in just for anybody. It's just, it's a, a very weird unfortunate awful situation assuming that you know that it's true how it turns out though i i don't think we can make any claims <laughs> i should clarify my statement it's not that i think he's guilty or i have any sort of guilty it is however developing into a a circus where there's smoke there's fire and there's an awful lot of smoke coming from over there and i just don't see any teams wanting to like let that possible tire fire into their building and much less give up I used the term earlier, a king's ransom to get him. Depending on how it gets resolved and what the NFL may or may not do, depending on what happens with the trials, he could be ready to go to another team and play football. And there will be a handful of teams. Patriots, for example, who won't care. 
Maybe the Broncos? I mean, because they had a murderer on their team. I mean, doesn't mean that'd be like, oh, sexual harassment? That's not so bad. But he didn't kill anybody, right? <laughs> I mean, not that we know of. Whether it's good or bad, given how the NFL works, it's way too early to to write Deshaun Watson off in the NFL. Well, that's why I said this year. I think the ship has sailed. Unless someone's like, okay, we'll give you a sixth and a 12-pack of beer. I'm sure there'll be a lot of a lot of conversations with Deshaun if there's any team that is interested. But if the Texans are going to take basically a pack of beer for him, there will be probably about 20 teams who would offer that. <laughs> so there's all this stuff about wanting a good guy in the locker room and then there's wanting to win and when it comes down to it they want to win more than they want a good guy in the locker room. if the kansas city chiefs have taught us nothing <laughs> have you seen how fast he is exactly and so for deshaun i'll be like yeah but did, did you see those touchdown passes no so that i think it's just i think this year nothing will happen because houston is already like no we're not going to trade him and then like they just waited too long they could have looted a team of all their picks i know they really i'm sure right now they're like dang it (laughs) it was funny last podcast we were we were doing a little role playing a little you know hi this is john lynch with the 49ers (laughs) circling back wanted to you know and and now it's going to be hi it's the Houston Texans calling you back. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I've been out of the office. <laughs> so I'd call you back. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know. So we've got this guy. I, I didn't know you were interested. Uh, you know, how does that conversation go? Like, do they just pretend like like he hasn't been in the news the whole time? Right. John, John Lynch, call us back. <laughs> uh. In terms of... Going after a quarterback, you know, trading up or staying at nine and hoping the Patriots don't jump you or something. I've been against going with the rookie quarterback. That had been like way down on my list of of ways to go about getting better next year at quarterback. First one was Deshaun Watson. No matter what ultimately happens with that, it's not going to settle itself before the draft. So we're going to have to go into the draft with a plan. And so either the plan is try to get a quarterback and be okay if we don't, or give the Kings ransom to get a quarterback. It's get the best player at nine, and we're going with Drew Locke. I am with you on this veteran QB to push Drew Locke thing as being the worst idea. I know a lot of people out there, they love it. Just for competition, it will make Drew Locke better. I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that argument, but as I've said, and you just said, if Drew Locke doesn't know how to compete and get better right now, if he doesn't understand the stakes are high, get rid of him anyway. You don't need to light a fire under him. He should have fire on his own. Right. And if you want a veteran in there to mentor him, then bring that veteran in with the understanding he's the backup. It's not a competition. I am done with the competition for quarterback it sucks training camp is like such a short window to make that choice what you end up doing is well he had three good throws and he had two so he wins like when you have two quarterbacks that are essentially the same level and that's essentially mediocre to bad you do not help yourself with you a competition split those reps to, to make sure no one grows <laughs> exactly which yeah. is exactly what happened with paxton lynch and trevor simeon and then I think kind of it, it actually hurt Drew Locke, the, the rookie year, 
to me, if George Payton has gone to these pro days and he looks at the quarterbacks and he really likes Justin Fields, then I am all behind him going after Justin Fields. If I don't know if he loved Trey Lance or he loved Mac Jones. If you want to go get a rookie, it's because you are, you see this guy as potentially. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your franchise quarterback. If George Payton doesn't feel comfortable with Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, because we're pretty sure Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are untouchable, then I definitely say we just stick with Drew Locke, get great players in the first round, and really hope that Drew Locke can, can make a jump. And if he can't, then next year we are all in on new QB. Getting a very dark picture, Lori. I don't want to go for the rookie because it's the fallback. Go with the rookie because you're going to go all in on him. Got to be, you know, with mucho gusto. Let's just put a bow on our quarterback discussion so that we can look back on this show and laugh. What do you see happening? Come training camp 2021, who do you see as the quarterback? I'm kind of feeling the Justin Fields as the quarterback you think you think that's going to happen i i do kind of i don't really want to see gardner Minshew or terry bridgewater in training camp but like i said if they're there and he makes them backup fine current backups i'm not too thrilled with either why not (laughs) we're going to end up with teddy bridgewater and gardner Minshew, and (laughs) It's going to be like a game of hot potato. None, they'll all want to cash the check, but none of them will want to throw the ball. If we have Drew Locke, I'll be, I will be all for it. And then suddenly there was this thought that Deshaun Watson wanted to be traded and he was a potential option for the Broncos. Hey, I am all for Deshaun Watson. That situation no longer at the top of the likelihood list. If it's Drew Locke, I'm fine with it. You know, the scenario that you just painted, it, it's basically like I was in a committed relationship until this beautiful young lady started working in my office. (laughs) Well, while she didn't give me the time of day, it made me realize that I had questions about my relationship to begin with. And so I'm on the lookout. (laughs) Like that's that's basically it. Like it's it's just like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not as happy as I thought I was. That is true. (laughs) The part that was the most disappointing with Drew Locke, and I think I mentioned this last time, he would, he would progress, and then he'd still fall back on his tendency to just wing the ball and try to force a play to win. But there was a plateau regression uh, pattern that, that was concerning. He would basically give up on trying to do the progression that he needed to, to try and just force the play, and usually that would be an interception because, you know, that – because it's the NFL and you have a cornerback like this on a receiver. You don't, it's not like college where if you throw a bad pass, it usually just goes incomplete. You throw a bad pass, it's getting intercepted. Well, and he's trying to squeeze balls into his, his favorite tight end, Nick Vanette, <laughs> while, while Jerry Judy is like streaking to the end zone, like uh, uncovered. 
and he just like missing every time like it just it, like just didn't see him like I, I mean if drew luck is under center like let's give all the all the receivers especially jerry judy uh no uh noah fant let's get let's get all these guys who can catch the ball signal flares uh so if they are open they can get his attention exactly like <laughs> it's crazy my hope is if fields falls to us at a value pick if he falls at nine awesome great i'll take him if you know we have to give up a little bit to move up a couple slots i'm not really willing to give up most of the draft to to move up to four to give it to atlanta however i think we're going to be stuck with drew lock i honestly do i think i think it's we're going to have to give him another year (laughs) we're gonna have to give him another year the the beauty of giving him another year is all these people who've been mad at mile high report for wanting to get rid of drew lock if he doesn't put up, then we can say, look, we were right. If he does, we will all happily be wrong. Did with Garrett Bowles. We all, I, I, I'm the first to line up to eat crow on that. Like I, I was very harsh, very uh, petty, mean. I was mean. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I was wrong. And I am very sorry, Garrett. Please unblock me from Twitter, please. I'm also very proud of Garrett Bowles. I hate it when people try to compare Drew Locke and Garrett Bowles because making that huge improvement from one year to the next as an offensive lineman is different than as a quarterback. It actually is better to look at Josh Allen because that's at the same position, but you can look at a lot of other parts of Josh Allen's game that were already better anyway, you know, than, than Drew Locke. There were signs there. you, You know, if you want to compare apples to apples, you have to have essentially the same situation for two quarterbacks. And, you know, that's not the case. You, you make up a, a very valid point. It, football seems to be the only um, arena where the exception proves the rule every time. They're like, well, you know, John Elway's rookie year was, uh, he, was ter- he wasn't very good. If we had uh, treated Drew Locke uh, like we treated John Elway, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, that is not, that doesn't prove anything. That is an anomaly. You don't say that about like serial killers, you know. It's like saying that like John Wayne Gacy was uh, was a clown, uh, and and therefore all clowns are serial killers. Like it, that that doesn't that is not true. So, no, absolutely not. Except all clowns are kind of weird, scary. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think this is a good time to end. And that's it. That's it. Always end on a scary clown. <laughs> yes. When when you start talking about John Wayne Gacy. Uh, documentary now streaming on i don't know is it what is it it's one of the thousands of yeah hulu netflix yeah i'm gonna say peacock let's say that we are not on peacock we are uh, something something broncos and uh tim is still on his his zoom call what, what do you think it could be Lori? like should we just real quick spitball what do you think what, what do you think is causing a crisis for him to miss this very important obligation of his this, this podcast <laughs> i'll so. bet i'll bet it's the oxford comma <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of grammatical conference. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think so. We all love the Oxford comma, except for Lori. Uh, so for, for the Oxford comma, Tim Lynch and Dr. Lori, I am Jess Place, and you've been listening to Something Something Broncos. Please leave a review um, and uh, let us know uh, what you think Tim is really doing instead of doing the podcast with us. <laughs> <laughs> a correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the, both, uh, both fouls were on the kicking team.
uh, what's his name? Cesario. Hi, it's Cesario calling you back. <laughs> I've done some thinking. <laughs> Isn't Cesario also a, a former youth pastor? He was like the team chaplain, I think. Right. Well, he may have been, yeah, I, I, I guess it's hand in hand. <laughs> Let's talk about forgiveness. <laughs> yes, they that are. That clown from the movie Poltergeist scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Holy cow. I think this is a good time to end. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos, a feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.